Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for being here with us here on the program. You know, uh, as I tell you every program, when we're on, where we're on, how you can listen to the podcasts, how you can listen to the video casts, how you can participate in this program through your contributions, as well as participating in the Decade of Perfect Vision. Guess what? I'm going to hold off on that right now. We'll tell you more about that here as we move forward in our program, because today's program, I think, uh, once again, you're going to enjoy. I guarantee you. I know I am, because I am always, always looking for ways to keep myself healthy, both my body, my mind, and my spirit. I never really thought about keeping my spirit healthy. I didn't think it could get sick, in a manner of speaking, or diseased, or out of balance. Well, we'll find out a little bit about that with our very special guest, who is sharing with us Divine Mother Healing, vibrational healing tools for your body, mind, and spirit. Connie Hubner is our uh, our guest, uh, with also with a uh, co-author, of Sandra McKenzie, and I want to thank you uh, for joining us, Connie. It's a great to have you with us. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. I want to first find out uh, about <clears throat> the first part of the title of the book in particular, Divine Mother. Who is Divine Mother, and from which, can we say, which philosophy, shall we say, is Divine Mother from? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Divine Mother, as I experience her, is the unity of the Mother-Father-God principle. And the reason I'm focusing on the Divine Mother aspect of that principle, and this principle is the basis of life. It's the infinite source of life, and it's the, it's the energy that manifests into the form, form, all the forms we see. So Divine Mother is coming forth at this time, the divine mother aspect of that unity is coming forth because our planet needs her so desperately. It needs the qualities of the divine mother. Her family has become split, um, warring, disruptive, uh, lost, isolated, alone. And the divine mother is coming forth at this time to unify her human family to bring us back into balance. And the mother principles are are love, creativity, uh, compassion, tremendous tremendous, um, healing power. And that's really what we, we need at this time. We need all of those things. And we need the creativity to continue to progress. We need the healing power to heal the wounds that we have created in ourselves and in other humans, um, and of course, our world. So the Divine Mother is coming forth now, and that's why I'm here to facilitate her, promote her, tell people about her. I have, I guess you could say, discovered, although I really think Divine Mother gave these to me, a series of what I call healing tools that anyone can use to heal the the wounds that we as human beings have and that the humanity as a whole has. And they happen to be energy tools because essentially we are all energy. The universe is all energy. 
And so by working at the most fundamental level of the creation, we can shift the energy and uplift the energy and empower it to change and heal the the wounds, the problems, the um, discord that we experience. The separation, truly, we experience, most people experience separation from their source, separation from their true self. And using that word separation, um, from my perspective, now I, 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 and I've shared this on the program many, many times, it, I was born and raised Roman Catholic, had an experience, uh, an opportunity in my first marriage to uh, learn about the Eastern Rite of the Catholic Church, the Byzantine Rite, very beautiful. <clears throat> um, experienced being a Baha'i, uh, always searching through and uh, being uh, brought back to the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his book, which is my metaphysical primer, but also investigating a wide variety of different philosophies. I'm curious as to your what you were exposed to, if you will, or introduced to, maybe is a better word, uh, when you were growing up as a child in terms of the respective you know, philosophies that maybe the family held to, be, uh, because um, there would be those who would uh, basically say that uh, the Divine Mother, some would even say, oh, well, that, that if, 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 from my perspective, uh, is, um, is uh, uh, Mary, the Mother of God, okay? They would refer to her as the Divine Mother, and I can get that. But by the same token, I think you're speaking, obviously, as you've described. It, it's, it's, you know, it's part of, if you will, the creative force in the universe. It's not a specific individual. So tell me about what you were introduced to from, a, from an early age and how you've developed. Okay. So first of all, before I go, go back, I'm going to say the Divine Mother that I'm working with now is the universal Divine Mother, and there are many different aspects of this Divine Mother depending on what culture you happen to come from. So Mother Mary is a very beautiful and powerful, compassionate expression of Divine Mother from the Christian tradition, from the Christian culture. But obviously there are many. So I include them all in this overriding um, expression of the, the Divine Mother. So my background is Christian. Um, I was raised in, as an Episcopalian, a uh, Protestant religion. And um, and grew up in it, you know, going to church and doing everything that my family had me do. Um, and But around the age of 18, I guess it was, I, I just didn't feel, I just didn't feel connected to it. And um, I actually became an atheist. I decided, you know, this, this isn't working for me. And God is going to have to prove it itself to me for me to really get involved here um so i even did a i had a sort of a little formal talk a formal speech one night on the back of a bus um saying telling god that i don't believe in you if you exist prove it to me and um from but from now on i'm not going to make any um 
overtures to you. I'm not going to, you know, believe in you. I'm just going to live my life. Um, so if you want me, come get me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, um, you know, so I went on and um, I went to college and uh, actually it was when I was in my, I guess it was my senior year of college, the, um, I had this amazing experience. <laughs> I was just, um, I was actually lying in a field looking up at the sky on a beautiful sunny day and I decided I, I had always been interested in the stars and astronomy, and I knew there were stars up there, even though it was the sun was out and we couldn't see them. So I decided to try to look, look into the blue and find the, the stars that I knew existed there. And I just kept leaning into that, to that expanse of blue. And out of nowhere, I suddenly... Uh, the only way I know how to describe it is I just became everything. Um, I just, you know, it was just a complete experience. Um, and I have no idea how long it lasted. Um, it was like I'd fallen into the abyss. I'd fallen into the, into the presence of whatever the infinite source is. Mm -hmm. um, and when I came out uh, first, I was just, I was significantly changed. And I mm. said to my friend, I am one with you. And the friend, he didn't get it. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, that's nice, you know. <laughs> and I realized it didn't matter if he didn't get it because I had gotten it and I was completely, I was just different. I mean, I was completely different. In fact, God had just proved itself to me. Um, so, my request was was granted, and now I had to figure out what to do with all of this oneness, all of this unity. And, um, and you know, it took me a while. This was in the, um, actually, that was in the late 60s, early 70s, and it wasn't particularly a common thing for people to be going around talking about oneness and unity. It's much more common now. Mm -hmm. um, but... Um, so I would, um, I, I mean, I, I didn't, basically, I didn't know what to do. And through, I kind of went on a quest to try to discover if anyone else was having the experience that I was having. And one of my, one thing I would do is I would stare into people's eyes. Mm. <laughs> which, and they, um, now there's a whole thing called gazing that people do. Um, but, but then I would, I felt if I could stare into their eyes, I could see, I could see the oneness. And if they could hold my gaze, we would unify in that oneness. So I developed this oneness test. Um, and I went around telling, you know, not telling people really just for, first of all, I did tell people, I don't want to belabor this because this is a very small part of, of what I'm here to talk about. Mm -hmm. But um, I had this oneness experience. I tried to describe it to people. They, they basically thought I should go see a psychiatrist and which I did, but the psychiatrist didn't get it. And, um, so, so then I started looking for someone else who was having the experience and, um, I didn't, I went, 
you know, at that time there were um, encounter groups and, you know, the whole personal uh, um, personal growth and development programs. Personal growth and development yeah. programs. Very enlivened. So I went to most of those that <laughs> I could find. I went to ashrams. Um, and I really didn't find anybody um, until uh, I happened to be at, actually, the, I was up in the East Coast at that time. And I went to, I heard about um, Baba Ram Das. Um, yes. The, you know, the former psychedelic, um, well, the, the researcher who had founded a, his own guru. And, uh, and I just happened to be in New Hampshire where he lived, and I called him up on the phone and said, can I come over? And, of course, they said, yes, come over. I, I went over and walked up to the door. He walked out, and I had this exchange. I stared into his eyes. And he was the first person that was able to hold my gaze. And we, we kind of unified in this wholeness, in this oneness together. And, uh, and that was great. It was like I finally had found someone. My problem with him was that he was going to go back to India to be with his guru that very next day. Oh. Again, I was kind of left on my own. <laughs> And, um, and then anyway, going to, I was still searching and finally somebody said to me, you need to learn how to meditate. And I thought, great meditation. That must be the end that I must, I have to meditate. So I went to, and this person was into TM transcendental meditation. Um, I went to the TM center. I learned my, my meditation, um, and I was looking for anybody there who was experiencing this. And, and I, I didn't find anyone, but until the last night, they talked about it. The last night of the instruction, they talked about it. Mm-hmm. They said, there's, there's this, um, at the time, there's, co- there's this consciousness that you can attain. It's called cosmic consciousness. And it's, then they, they gave all of the, description of it that I was experiencing. And so I said, who do you know who's in, who has this cosmic consciousness? And they have, they said, well, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, the founder of transcendental meditation. Mm -hmm. And then I knew I had to go see him. I had to give him the oneness test. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And it took me about a year to get myself together to be able to go see him. But I went to a, a preliminary teacher training program. And the first opportunity I had to go up and, and sit with him, um, it was a kind of a funny thing. I would, because I'll never forget it. I, you know, in those days, mini dresses were in style. And, um, and so I went up and sat next to him and I thought, Oh my gosh, I should, I should, you know, I should cover my, my knees, my thighs, but as soon as I covered my thighs, then the top part of the dress would pull down. And I thought, oh, no, I got to pull, pull the top part up. And, <laughs> and so I was going back and forth, pulling the dress down and pulling the top part up. And clearly, he didn't seem to care at all what I did. 
So finally, I turned to him and I just looked into his eyes. And there was this, I basically fell into his eyes the way I had fallen into the sky the first time when I had seen it. Um, and, and it was, and, and not only that, I was aware that he was experiencing this unity, this oneness much bigger than I was. And, um, and so I basically, I signed on, I signed on, I became a teacher of meditation. Um, I, I taught the method for many years. Um, my whole family learned and I'm, you know, I, I, I still know how to teach it. Um, <laughs> I've gone to, um, and I literally taught it for about 20 years. Um, and it was great. It was wonderful. Um, it gave people the, this depth and peace and calm. And what, do you want me to just go on with my story here? That's fine. We've got the time. But before you continue on here, I want to tell our listeners, you're listening to Tell Me Your Story. We're, ta we're talking with and listening to the story of Connie Hubner. She is the co-author of the book, Divine Mother Healing. I hope you folks will get your copy. I've got mine. And go to uh, divinemotheronline.net. That's divinemotheronline.net as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host with Connie Hubner. And Connie is sharing with us her story, especially how she has gone through this transformational process through her life. And you were sharing with us, of course, <clears throat> uh, before we uh, pause there for a moment, uh, about learning and then teaching uh, TM or Transcendental Meditation uh, from, I believe, the short version of the gentleman who created its name is uh, Osho. I think that's correct. Oh, no, no. No, that's someone else. Okay. Uh, Sw uh, Swami uh, Mahesh Yogi. Needless to say, uh, tell us about the, the teachings uh, that, that you were doing and that led you to the next to, to the next level, and then we're going to jump into the tools. Okay, so so what I was doing was um, teaching people how to meditate, and the more I did that, and I was teaching them the TM technique, the transcendental meditation technique. Um, so as the more I did that, the more conversant I became with this infinite source, this transcendental field that lies at the base of all of our lives. I became very, very comfortable with it. Um, and it's pure silence, it's pure wholeness, it's pure being, it's the unified field. And my job at the time was to teach other people how to settle, how to, how to go there. Mm -hmm. um, but so what happened as I was teaching it over and over again, was something was enlivening within me that I, I basically wanted to talk to God. I wanted to get to know God. I wanted to get to know the whole, the whole um, divine, the whole heavenly kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason that was coming up was my heart was developing. I was really experiencing a lot of, a tremendous amount of love and I wanted to direct that love towards the creator of the universe um, because this universe, it was becoming more and more obvious to me. It's incredibly awesome, orderly. Um, mm -hmm. And if we let it, it supports us. Most people actually don't let it, 
but that's that's about my tools. <laughs> I'll get get to that in a minute. Yes. Um, so I I went on another quest. <laughs> my life has been filled with quests, um, and this quest was to find what I called the kingdom of heaven. Um, mm -hmm. Maharishi used to say, "The kingdom of heaven is within you," and of course that's a quote from Jesus Christ. Um, the kingdom of heaven lies within you. And I thought, okay, I am going to go on a quest for the kingdom of heaven. I've been looking outside of myself a lot at different teachers, reading different books. But I thought, I'm going to just dive in with eyes wide open and find out what's in there. So, um, so I, I uh, called it my research time. By then I had gotten married. I had a child. And when my child was was uh, napping every day, I would go into my room and go into my heaven research, is what I called it. And, um, and for, at first, nothing happened. Um, in fact, it got a little boring after a while, but I was persistent. I continued to, to stick with it. And one day as I was sitting there, I saw a flicker of light and this flicker of light caught my attention. So I started to follow it and the light showed me all kinds of things. I got the impression that it liked revealing itself to me. Mm. It now, because I was paying attention, it was like, I can do this. I can, I can become a thousand spots of light or I can become a soft glow or I can become beams of light. And so I just kept watching and, and uh, it was wonderful. And I started to feel wonderful as a result. So that every, every time after that, I would call upon the light. I would say the divine light, where are you? Or I would fill with the divine light by saying divine light is filling me now. More divine light is filling me. And, and then, all the other divine qualities started, started to show up. The divine love showed up, the divine truth, the divine grace. And, and I was seeing, reading, experiencing. It's, it's interesting at that level because all your senses are so different. Yeah. Um, that these energetic qualities and that are love is different than light. Light is different than divine truth. They are. They all have their own, I, I suppose I could say, frequency and significance. So I started to um, develop a way for me to be able to experience it, even in my activity. And essentially, I, I started just tell, saying to myself what these qualities were doing. Mm -hmm. And then I started... My husband didn't know, but he was like an innocent guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we men always? <laughs> and sometimes I think it's perfectly appropriate. <laughs> so he would come home, you know, kind of grumpy from being at work. And I would, I would, without him knowing, I'd be saying, the divine light is pouring into you. More divine light is filling you more and more divine light. And I just layer the divine light onto him. And sure enough, within minutes, he would shift. And, uh, and I thought, wow, this works. This works not only for me, but for other people. 
Yeah. And then, um, and then the, the rest of the, the, the story of this part <laughs> is to, um, is how I, I just developed these, these healing tools as a result of using the, the healing energies. Mm-hmm. Um, I developed a way to, to clear obst- obstructions. I, I realized in myself that I had blocks, especially in my heart, you know, blocks where I had been afraid to, to speak my truth or um, I had been um, you know, too shy to, to do something that I really wanted to do. I had suppressed my, my love for whatever, whether it was other people or, um, or my, my interests, my career, all of that, I had suppressed it. Mm. And I realized that I need to break this up. So I, I became the guinea pig and um, I started breaking up the blocks in my heart with something I now call the break command, um, which breaks up discordant energy in a person's system. Mm-hmm. I also learned that because we are divine beings, we live, we are, we are actually divine beings living in a physical form. Mm-hmm. And um, we just don't know it. Most people don't know it. Now, and one reason we don't know it is because that divinity within us has been blocked. Um, blocked by fear, pain, shame, the sense of unworthiness, the separation that I was talking about earlier. Um, so we, we neglect, we ignore this beautiful divine part of ourselves, and we act like suffering human beings. Mm-hmm. In fact, inflict suffering on ourselves and others. Um, so, so I developed these tools to break the blocks. I mean, depression, when someone has depression, that is a huge, heavy repression of your life force. And so I would break, I learned how to break up that. Um, I wasn't experiencing serious depression myself, but when I would get depressed, I would notice that I'm resisting the flow of life energy and that these tools I had discovered were activating the flow of life energy. So, so I developed the, the break command is just one of them. I, I developed what I call the go command, which is when you notice that there's something blocking you or res- resisting who you are in your life force you can say to it go but it's not good enough to just say go you need to say go into the light because mm-hmm. otherwise it might just go to somebody else and yeah. bother someone else yeah. i want to stop so, you there um first of all i want to let our listeners know you're listening to uh, connie hubner and she is um, the co-author of divine mother healing vibrational healing tools for your mo- body mind and spirit we're going to get into those tools in just a moment uh, you are also your co-author is uh, sandra mckenzie if i may ask uh, uh who can you share with us a little bit about uh, sandra uh, since she hasn't she wasn't able to join us on this particular program but i'm curious as to her contributions to all of this and her connection to divine mother Okay. Her, her, her contributions are really, she was the energy that pushed me to write this book. 
Um, so the, the discoveries and the healing tools I made, and then I, I started telling a few close friends of mine, and she was like, you've got to write a book about this. You've got to. And I'd like, oh, this is my personal experience. I don't think I want to make it public. Mm-hmm. She, no, people have to hear about this. We need to get together. You need to tell me your story. I'll write it down, and then we'll we'll publish it. Well, it took us ten years, but because I I stalled a lot, um, and uh, but that's that's what she's done. She's been a she's a tremendous support for me in getting this out, and um, she helped me frame the words in the book. Mm. Um, and she herself practices these tools. She was one of the first people that I taught these tools. And so she knows how powerful and effective they are. Well, you've heard it uh, several times throughout the program thus far, folks. There are tools. That's right. We have this box, and in it there's a hammer and a screwdriver and a wrench and a pair of pliers and a saw and all kinds of other stuff. But they're going to go by different names when we get to them uh, with uh, Connie Hubner, who is the co-author of Divine Mother Healing here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for being with us here on the program as we come your way Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. We're streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. Oh, you also uh, don't want to miss the Wednesday edition at 9 a.m. It's a special edition of Tell Me Your Story story. We also have podcasts. These programs on the radio can only go so long. So you want to hear the whole interview, which could be an hour, could be an hour and a half for all I know, could be two parts. You're going to want to go to SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. You also want to go watch these videos on YouTube. YouTube channel is Tell Me Your Story, Richard Dugan. Just look for the guy with the cowboy hat. Uh, I'm thinking about getting a horse, but that's another story for another show. We are uh, also um, encouraging you, if you're able to do so, and you can financially support us, we would greatly appreciate that. Any amount is uh, accepted. We will even take prayers. We'll take energetic healing. We can use uh, all of the help that we can get, all of the support, as we, in turn, support you through these programs. And we also encourage you, to go to PayPal if you would like to support us. And when it asks you to send to an email address, just use my email address, richard at richarddugan.com. That's richard at richarddugan.com. One more thing. We would like for you to participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. We encourage you to spend time being quiet going within and listening to that still, small voice. We're going to talk to our guest, uh, Connie Hubner, about that as well as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. But please take the time. Uh, One of my guests told me that, hey, even if you start with 60 seconds, then that's 60 seconds that you've started with, and it's a beginning. So take the time to do that. I want to jump into the toolbox here, not literally, because I don't want to hurt myself on the tools, but you're talking about mind, body, and spirit. And there's one thing I would like to get your clarification on. I, as a Reiki master, was taught that the energy that comes through my body, my energy, and so forth, I'm a conduit. It's not me that's doing the healing. And... 
that when I administer Reiki, whether it be in person or absentee, it is not for the purposes of for my intention for that person, but for their intention, whatever it may be. So that raises the question about healing. And I won't tell the whole story here, but briefly, my uncle on my father's side passed from, he died from cancer. Before he did, though, he went through a series of rather arduous uh, experiences, and this was after we'd sent him an absentee healing. He wasn't healed of cancer. He died. But he was able to have some time with his son for closure. And so this raises the question, and, and I ask you this, in, in light of the tools that you have for divine, he, mother, he, divine mother healing, what is healing? Healing is transformation. Ultimate healing is bringing you to the place where you are an awakened being, conscious of your Union with the divine, that's the ultimate healing. On so, the way to that, there are different parts of you that need to be brought in line with your divinity. And these parts that are not in line are telling you that they need help. So they'll show up. The energy that's, that's discordant in your system, if it's discordant long enough, it'll show up as a as physical, a physical problem, a physical illness, or it'll show up as a mental illness. It'll show up as a relationship challenge. It'll show up as a spiritual challenge. It shows up as the problems that people have in their life. And the reason they have these problems is because the energy flowing from life force, that pure life, life energy is being blocked somewhere is being misdirected somehow. And so what, what I have here are a group of healing tools that dissolve the blockages, mm. that, that unwind, unwind the confusions. And they do that because they are the qualities of the divine. They are the qualities of your divine self. So truly, when I'm working with somebody, I am, I am aligning them with their highest self mm -hmm. and clearing the, the things that are, and it's, it's a, it is energy healing, but it can show up as a physical problem. Um, the energy is more fundamental than the physical. So the energies clears first, and then the physical gets around it to having its changes take place. So, so that, but that's truly what healing is. It's changing something that's that's out of alignment with truth, out of alignment with the fact that you are one with with you could say God, mm -hmm. you could say the Creator, and and the reason you don't think you are. It's because you're not experiencing it. Right. That would lead me to think that my uncle transformed himself using the energies that we sent his way. If that means he leaves the physical body, 
or as as Bernie Siegel, who's been on this program a number of times, said to us when he shared about the death of his wife. Uh, and I was using the term transform or Passover, what have you. What are you using those words for? She died. So my my uncle died and um, he transformed and he now knows, uh, you know, in that realm that he is a divine, always has been a divine being. Would that be a fair uh, assessment, do you think? Yes, yes, I think you could say that. Uh, but one thing I want to say is mm-hmm. he died. His body died. Right. His so body died. Yeah. That, that, you know, got to a point where it couldn't continue for various reasons. Different people have different reasons that mm-hmm. the body stop. But he's still around. Your yes. uncle is still around. Yes. And... And he's happy. <laughs> um, he's joyful. At at some point, he may choose to take another physical body, mm-hmm. yeah. or or not. Um, the choice to do that is very individualized, and it depends on what a what a person's life path is. And everyone's life path is different. Now, the um, tools the tools that we want to talk about that you have. You say you've developed, I, I think maybe a more appropriate word would be that you have discovered or that have been shared with you in that regard? How Would you would you say you discovered them or that they were shared with you from Divine Mother? I would say they were shared with me. Okay. Yes. I like that. I like that. So uh, I know that there's probably not really a, a, a list of priority tools. In other words, it's not... The number one tool you need is, uh, but, or is, oh, maybe I, I could be wrong. Is there, is there one tool that we do need that we, we want to manifest and, and work with? Okay. When people just ask me if there's one tool that they could do, I give them the tool. It's called closing holes in your aura. Most people on this planet are very wide open. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that they that they need to pull the energy closer to them, mostly to protect them from the discordant energy. And there's, as we all know, there's a tremendous amount of discordant energy in, on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, when you think when you're upset or um, discouraged or I mean, even it, it even goes so far as to um, causing people to have addictions um, because of the pain they're in. A lot of that is coming from outside of you. It's coming from the pain energy on the planet. So the first and foremost thing that I suggest that people do is close their aura. Now, close their aura doesn't mean you close off to your loved ones. In fact, love is is the energy that you want to tune into but um but you close to the discordant energy and there are many layers of creation subtle levels of the universe we live in a multi-dimensional universe Mm -hmm. and there are many layers where beings live who aren't aren't fully awakened in fact who have a very low level they're on they're all on their way to developing their consciousness. But the lower level ones are often very self-centered and um, selfish, and they try to get 
you. They, they try to get you to behave that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by cl- strengthening your aura and closing it, I close the aura to the discordant levels, the areas where beings are not fully awakened. Um, here on this planet, most people I work with are aware of this thing called awakening. And, and that's basically what I want to help people do is awaken, to become, to recognize their, their union with the divine so that they can behave in a, in a divinely loving way and get the support of all the laws of nature in the universe. Um, so, so anyway, well, I would now do you want me to tell you what the closing aura is? Tell you, yeah, please, because <laughs> I, I'm afraid I've got some holes I need filled and spackle isn't working. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, people need to close their aura just about every day, just because of the, you know, you turn on the, on the TV or the radio, or you look at your computer yeah. and there's all kinds of horrendous things that you can read about and by putting your attention on them, they can be attracted to you. So, so I, the, the closing holes in the aura is one, definitely one of the tools in my book. It's one of the first ones I have people use. Um, You ask divine mother to close all doors, openings, holes, portals, pathways to limited planes, domains, and dimensions. Hmm. Um, And then you say, I close my aura and you start naming these different levels. You start naming, I close my aura to the astral plane. I close my aura to the, to the um, negative limited extraterrestrial levels close. I close to the false gods close to the lost souls close to the negative thought forms close to the heavy, dense energies and entities, close. To the interdimensional fields, close. To the, actually, the, the known and unknown limited beings. And the, uh, the, the words that are important is limited, meaning they don't know about their unlimited potential. And they're still sort of struggling along, bumping into walls and trying to work it out. Mm close to them and and uh i actually have people close the vibration of the covid virus close it's just another vibration it's another energy mm-hmm. in the universe that can be deleterious um and then i i say close to the collective consciousness of the planet the collective consciousness of the human race at this time is filled with fear frustration, um, pain. Mm-hmm. So we close to that collective consciousness. And then I remind you that we're raising the consciousness. We're lifting the consciousness of the planet. So then I, I'll go through again. So we close to all these limited planes, domains, and dimensions. There, Your aura is now closed and sealed. And you are open to all the divine energy, all the positive energy, all the love and the light in the universe. And, and then you 
move on. Actually, I move, I move people from their hearts. Truly, the Divine Mother energy is all about the love energy, mm-hmm. the heart energy. And so we are moving at that point. I say you are now moving from your tr- true self, centered in the heart, allowing it to flow through your individual life with grace, power, and divine integrity. And, um, and that's what it is. That's all. It seems lengthy. It is. In the beginning, you really do have to close to all those levels. And after a while, you get used to it, and you can just, it's kind of like you can just say, close. And the whole thing, <clears throat> aura, close. And then, um, but, but that's after you've gotten used to it and your, your energy knows what to do. Truly, these, these energy tools are training your energy to align with the divine and to break through that which isn't divine, which is not going to serve you. And I, again, I want to emphasize, we are all divine beings in a physical form. And that's an important uh, statement that I make over and over again, um, that we've forgotten who we are. And so by reminding you, by bringing people into their heart, integrating the heart and mind, which the heart and mind have been very separated, but by integrating mind and heart with the heart dominance, actually, the divine wisdom, the knowledge of the universe is in your heart. And truly, the divine mother is in your heart. So, um, so, so that's that would be my the the if so, I was going to give somebody one tool that would be the most important one. Um, I have lots of other ones. I have tools that call you back from places where you have gotten lost. Um, mm-hmm. Give, given yourself away, taken yourself away. Yeah. It's calling you back into your true self. Um, I have a tool that breaks the, um, many of us have made agreements, contracts, vows in past, past, in this life past and in other lifetimes past. Mm-hmm don't serve us anymore. Right. Well, let's talk about that when we come back, because I want to let our listeners know that this is Connie Hubner. She's the co-author of Divine Mother Healing. I hope you'll get a copy of her book. It's uh, it's what's considered to be an oversized book, only because it's not a standard, you know, paperback. And, uh, you know, it is a paperback, but it's very beautifully done. The workbook. You should tell them it's a workbook. Oh, I beg your pardon. That's right, because there are exercises in here. You also have something else that we'll talk about in just a couple of minutes, because I want to get back to this issue, this tool regarding the contracts of uh, the present life and life's beyond uh, prior. But you also have a, uh, a section in, in here uh, called Healing on the Run. We'll talk about that as well as we continue here. On Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for being with us here on the program. This is a program that brings you new paradigms for new world where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true and we're looking for those new ways of living matter of in a manner of speaking the new ways are kind of the old ways because the old ways kind of work a whole lot better because from my perspective connie they are <clears throat> focused not just on the divine but also they are 
elemental within the natural world. And I have long believed, I don't know about you, but I have long believed that our, our greatest teacher as human beings, okay, as human beings, our greatest teacher is nature. That's right. Very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's jump into <clears throat> this aspect. <clears throat> oh, you want to share on this, this particular aspect? The reason Mother Nature is so powerful is Mother Nature is the Divine Mother. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's beautiful. Then I, I feel even better. Uh, mm -hmm. I loved what uh, Teresa of Avila said. God is amongst the pots and the pans. Oh, you can say the divine as well. So whatever it is that you're doing, and if you can do it out in nature even better, uh, you are, you are uh, facilitating your divine nature, if you will. Let's jump into, uh, unless you have more to say on that, let's jump into that tool that is supposed to help us, I'm guessing, to clear some of the old agreements that are still sitting out there that maybe we didn't complete in those previous contracts or maybe even in this current one that aren't serving us anymore, that they just don't fit. And it's time to tell them to go, <laughs> so to speak. Yes. So one of the, the, the tools is um, we, gosh, I should read it. But anyway, um, we now address all agreements, contracts, vows, commitments, trades, exchanges that, if it were for me, I would say that I may have made at any time in my multidimensional existence that are limiting, limiting the expression of my full self, of who I am now. And then you'll say these agreements, contracts, vows, commitments, trades, exchanges, and the like, because it could be something else, um, are now, and are they, they're broken. We break the energy of them. They're broken, shattered, smashed, dissolved, let go. And you use these words because when you speak, that's what the energy does. When you say, that these contracts and vows are breaking they do and the reason they do is because you are divine and what you say you create and we've been saying too many negative things about ourselves and others and now we're going to say let's clear this i don't want these anymore i'm going to break them shatter them and we do this in alignment with the divine power because if you do it in alignment with your small self, your ego mind self, it's not going to be as effective. Yeah. A little bit can happen, but if you do it from calling upon your divine self, then you've got the power of the universe at your back. So these, these and you basically, I, I break up the structure of the energy. Shatter, break, smash, and we'll just do it. You'll know. There'll be a smoothness. There'll be an expansion. You'll know when you've cleared it all. Mm -hmm. Shatter, break, go, break, and then send it all into the light. So, um, and, and again, the instructions are in my book. Because it is a workbook, I give instructions um, on to how to use these tools and why they work the way they do. Um, yeah. And... It's amazing. Um, it's beautiful. 
I mean, I'm awed by them myself. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it is important for us to maintain our, even as divine beings, to maintain our humility as human beings, that uh, nothing that happens happens for no reason. Uh, there, I don't believe in coincidences. However, I do believe in coincidences or incidents that happen together for a reason. We may not understand what that reason is right at the moment, but in time we might. And quite honestly, sometimes it doesn't really matter. Uh, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey. Look around. Smell the roses. Talk. Say hi to people. Smile. Enjoy the life that you've been given or that you've given yourself. I used to say uh, that uh, I didn't create myself as far as I know. Okay, as far as I know, <laughs> I didn't. But who knows? Maybe I did because I am a divine being. Ergo, I would probably have that creative, manifestive creative attribute to say, you know what, I'm going to create this life. I'm going to inhabit it as a spirit inhabiting the body, you know, in one lifetime after another. You know, I'm just, and again, here, I'm just theorizing. I'm just kind of uh, 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 spitballing, so to speak, uh, uh, thinking out loud. But I find it fascinating, uh, Connie. You made the statement earlier, and I'm going to say it in a different way, and I want you to, to speak to this a little bit more, because I think this is something that people really need to hear. Words have power. Yes. And that's why we have to be aware and responsible of the words we use. I know that this First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States gives us freedom of speech, but they left out one very important phrase that comes with responsibility. That's just my opinion. That's right. That's right. And because we as humans have free will, we have to choose to speak the, the, the positive instead of the negative mm -hmm. because we create, as I said before, with our words. And that's why uh, these healing tools are all things that can be verbal. I, I encourage people to use them verbally because when you say divine light is filling me now, divine light does fill you now. Now, that's, you, you don't want to think it. You literally want it to come out of your mouth. Well, you can also think it because okay. thoughts create as well. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just taking it. The, what I recommend in the beginning is that people say it out loud, and then they'll naturally settle down, and they'll want to go to a more silent level with it. Mm -hmm. But um, but is you're right. It's very important that what comes out of your mouth, the words that you say, are productive, um, and that's why people people can be so self-critical. I'm constantly reminding them to stop criticizing themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm this. I'll never, you know, make it. That's why you won't. So right. break that. Break, break, and just start 
start saying good things about yourself. I want, you know, I'm planning to, you know, be a a lawyer, a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, We definitely project who we are and what we think and what we say. Connie Hubner is my guest here on the program, and we are talking about the work that she has put together with her co-author, Sandra McKenzie. It is called Divine Mother Healing, and it has to do with, and I think rightly so, you, you, you used the absolute right word here, vibrational, vibrational healing tools for your body, mind, and spirit. I'm curious where the emotions come in. Because we might need healing on an emotional level, or does that come with healing of the mind and or the spirit and or the body? One of the levels that that my my healing work does, and it's explained in this in the book, mm-hmm. uh, is the emotional level. In fact, because we are multidimensional beings, we have to clear all many, many layers and levels of our existence. So I actually start with the emotional level. When this, when we, um, when you get the book and start reading this, you'll see um, I now address the emotional level, and any discord that at the emotional level needs to go into the light. Mm. I and you can even address specific emotions: the pain, the fear, the shame. Break it. Go into the light. Go, go, go into the light. If Anyone is interested in hearing one of my full healings. I mean, I we have many of them on the website for free. We have some of them that we sell, but they just go ahead and pick up one of the, the free ones yeah. and you'll hear how I work through first the emotional level, cleansing that, then the mental level, then the etheric level. Ah. Subtle vibration, subtle energies that we're emanating. Then I go to the physical level. The mental, the mental, emotional, and etheric actually impact the physical. And because the physical is so dense, I like to get a start on clearing the physical um, before I actually address it. But then we'll, we will address the physical. Mm-hmm. After that, we'll address the, the astral level, which is sort of the bridge between the, the physical world which is very mental, emotional, etheric, and physical. <laughs> um, and, but the astral world is a bridge to, you know, to, to the higher realms. But there's a lot of clutter in the astral world. Ah. There are energies and entities that can influence us very adversely um, from that level. So I clear the energy of, of the astral that could be influenced well could is we could say yeah i don't even clear it unless i'm aware that it is bothering some people so then we go to the astral and cleanse that and then i told you this is a multi-dimensional healing right and then go to the um causal the causal level the causal level is where cause and effect has is is the power is the influence and the causal level, you could the the karma is there, the mm. karma that hasn't been resolved, other um, issues from the past 
that haven't been addressed that need to be addressed are there. So we'll cleanse the causal level. And then we'll even go to the celestial level. Because at the celestial level, there are issues. Um, people get attached to the celestial level. And they don't move on. Mm. They get attached to the beauty, the, the, sub, the sublime nature of it. And they don't want to take the next step which is that leap into wholeness, mm. that leap into the, the, the unified field, the, the real self, the big S self. So we un, unhook them. We, we break the ties. I even have a tie. One of my tools is breaking ties, ties between you and all these strings that are attached that keep you from moving into your freedom. When you move into that level of, of wholeness, that pure spirit, you're liberated, mm. you're free. And they call that's the that's the level where the awakening comes from. You know, as you add each of these tools along the way here, it makes me think of this uh, <clears throat> um, uh, human size washing machine that I want to drive uh, step into. It's called the Divine Mother Healing Washing Machine. And you just turn the dial to tool number one and you step in and you get cleaned. And then you step two and you get cleaned on the next level and so on and so forth. And it's like, stick me in there and I want you just to go, how many tools do you have thus far? And I would assume they're growing. <laughs> I could be in there the rest of my life. I think there are about, there are 28 in this book. I mean, one of them I just turned to, canceling spells and curses. Oh, that's an intense one. Yeah, because and people feel that they have have a curse on them, um, or that something's happened to them. But we can clear it. We we want to clear it. The divine, you know, you, they can clear it by just getting this book and in using that tool. Hmm. So there, you know, there are tremendous number of ways that human beings get hooked in to pain and suffering and fear fear is often the the underlying reason for all the pain and suffering yeah I, can i tell you one more thing please i want to tell you how i met divine mother that was going to be one of my questions please share with us how you met her okay so as I was going through all this and these and developing these tools, I became very good at seeing the subtle levels of creation, seeing with my eyes closed, of course. Mm. <laughs> but um, and so I used to really enjoy watching how that pure, pure and bounded, silent place would rise up. And it rises up like a wave, at least my per perception of it is. It rises up like a wave, and and then it breaks apart, and the and and it goes off in a different way. And those two waves break apart, and then then they break apart again, and then they start combining, and joining, and building, building the layers of creation. And this happens, and so I was watching this one day, and it's, it's a, a tremendously um, exalting experience to, to perceive it. And 
I said, at some point, something inside of me said to the wave, who are you? And I heard within myself, I am the divine mother. I am creating the universe. And I was like, totally, you know, blown away, all awestruck. And, um, and from that point on, I wanted to, I wanted to hook, I hooked up with Divine Mother. Mm -hmm. And I have learned how to communicate with her by putting my attention at that subtlest level where the unbounded infinite field is just manifesting into form, where she's creating the universe. But that is also the place where tremendous knowledge resides. And so one of the things I do, I, I see private clients and do healings for them. But one of the things that I, I always do healings, that comes first because we need to get clear. Um, is I have learned how to communicate with, with the Divine Mother. And I'll, I'll ask if there's anything she wants to say to somebody. And, and she says some beautiful, profound things. And um, I'm planning on writing a second book and calling it Divine Mother Wisdom, where I can write down some of the knowledge that I've been receiving um, and sh so that I can share that with people, because the knowledge is is very practical and also very elevating. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so anyway, I just wanted to mention that as well, and that's a skill that just came along with me. It wasn't like I went, I was seeking the kingdom of heaven. I did want to meet God, and the God that I met the aspect of God that I met turned out to be the mother God. And um, although once you know the mother, you can know anybody. They're all, they're all one, you know, all of the expressions of the divine are one. Oh yes. So. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is one of the things that <clears throat> I came to a realization as I have read uh, many of the ancient wisdom teachings uh, it tells us where we are, where we come from. It tells us where we're going to. And it frustrated the daylights out of me until I finally figured it out for myself that even though we come from the one, and that's where we're going back to the one, and why are we here in this dualistic world, I finally got the, uh, I got the answer that I needed for me, and that is that... It's only dualistic if you perceive it as dualistic. And I don't perceive this world as dualistic anymore. I see this world as this is just the way that it is. Just as you watch the cosmos in its motions, uh, moving and changing and transforming, supernovas exploding and new stars being created and all of these things happening, there's no judgment out there. It's neither good nor bad, as the Chinese proverb says, who say, who's to say whether it's good or bad? And the same thing on the subatomic level, when you are able to view those things. There's no judgment as you watch things split and divide and then come together and unite as a new cell and on and on and on. It just, it's doing what it's doing. So in this world in which you and I live, there's no judgment, for example, 
on this interview. It's neither good nor bad. It just is what it is. And hopefully people can take much from it. So we're going from the one to the one, and we still are the one. It's like what I saw in grade school, or maybe it was high school. They showed us this film of a hologram on a big sheet of glass. It was this beautiful picture. I don't know if it was the Eiffel Tower. It was some, some building, some structure. And then they broke the glass. And when they broke the glass, they showed a single piece of the glass. And guess what picture you saw? The whole. You saw mm. the whole image in that smaller piece. That's what we are. We are the whole image, but in a smaller, more compact <laughs> vehicle right now. Uh, and that's, and that's me. I, you know, and I'm not putting this on anybody. Okay. When I share what I share on this program, it's mine. I'm just sharing it with others so that they can maybe consider it. I'm not saying, I'm not asking anybody to believe it. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You know, so I'm hoping people will consider what you have shared with us through the book that you and Sandra have written called Divine Mother Healing, Vibrational Healing Tools for Your Body, Mind, and Spirit. And I will make it clear, this is a workbook, okay? It's a work, which means... If it's a workbook, that means that when you get a copy of it, there's work for you to do. And uh, we're all about doing the best we can. I have to tell you that I can now list among my um, resume attributes that I am now a songwriter. I've written one song. And the title, <laughs> it's a start, okay? And it took me from July through early November to write this song. And I have so much more respect for songwriters, especially. They, it just doesn't, I mean, there, I've heard stories of, well, oh, yeah, I wrote this uh, while I was going up a ski lift. Uh, John Denver talks about that in one of his stories. I wrote this song on a ski lift on a napkin as I was going up. It just, it just was flowing out. And other times, oh, yeah, this one took 10 years. Um, the, tie, the, 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 the first line in the song is, I'm a good man doing the best that I can. And where I'm going is where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. And that is true for all of us at, that either you are, and again, I, I'm not saying this from a, 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 a judgment dualistic standpoint of good. I, I, I suppose I could have used the word divine, but it, it, in terms of what I've been going through in my life in the last few months, it, it, it fit. Uh, but, you know, where we're going is where we've come from, and that's the divine, who we are. In my case, the line actually refers to my parents and the way they raised me. Where I'm going is to a place where I will continue to exercise and, and, and physically um, manifest, if you will, the lessons that my parents taught me as a child growing up about being kind and understanding and compassionate to others, regardless of whatever the differences others might see. Uh, so that's, you know, that's in a nutshell, I suppose, what I'm gleaning from the work that you and Sandra have put together and that you're trying to help people to move from, I think, a beautiful place from survival 
to thrive, to thrival, which is actually a word. I didn't make it up. I looked it up. I was disappointed that I didn't create it, but I'm glad it was there. So thrival. We can thrive. We can choose. We're all about choices and knowledge of those choices, right? So we can choose to thrive, right? Yes. And what I'm, what my, what one of the things I want to do with this book is empower people. Yes. People don't, I want to empower them in their true nature, in this, in the beauty of who they truly are. And so that's what these, this will strip away the masks that are hiding that true beauty. And, um, and it's wonderful. Mm. It's beautiful. Connie Hubner, my guest here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. We're bringing you new paradigms for a new world. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices. And you can choose to come to the table that we present, this smorgasbord that we've been laying out on this program for some 14 years plus. But from my career, from over 40 years of interviewing people, talking about these types of issues, we hope that you'll come to the table, that you will choose something that maybe is a little uncomfortable or just that resonates with you and take it with you and glean what you can from it. But please come back. Please come back because through your process, you might find something that when you were here before, eh, I wasn't so interested in. But now it's like, oh, that looks interesting. I think I'll try that. So please keep coming back to the table. I have three final questions for you. Uh, Connie, and I want to address those to you in just a moment, Connie Hubner, but uh, I want to thank you so much, not only for this work, the Divine Mother Healing Book and DivineMotherOnline.net, where people can go to. And just so you know, we will be linked to your website so people can go there, whether they're listening to the podcast or they're watching the video cast, or for that matter, if they're listening to the program uh, on a Sunday or a Monday or a Wednesday here on this station. Uh, we just thank you so much for uh, for the collaboration that you and Sandra have put together. And we look forward to that next book. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let me uh, first remind our listeners and our viewers. Uh, and this was something I was going to bring up to you. And this is before I'm going to ask you these questions. This just kind of popped into my head. I, I should have warned you. The universe is asking the questions, okay? I, I'm just along for the ride. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm just, I'm the universe's mouthpiece right now, <laughs> okay? You who are watching the video might have seen early in the program when I put my hand up to my mouth, I was sneezing. You didn't hear it because I turned my microphone off. But I sneezed a number of times during that segment of the program. Now, it has been said, uh, Connie, that that represents, yeah, it could be a tickle in the nose or whatever, but it also represents a shift. Can you, just very briefly, can you elaborate a little bit on that concept of, uh, I don't know, it could be a shiver, because every once in a while I will shiver, ooh, cold chill, and someone will say, oh, what was that? And I sometimes I go, brr, cold chill, uh, you know, and uh, that also may indicate a shift, uh, unlike some would say, Oh, that was someone who just walked over your grave. Uh, not likely, because I don't have one yet. <laughs> but tell us about the physical body's reaction to these kinds of energy shifts. Many things can happen. Um, if you're 
if the physical body, the sneeze is definitely a vibrational shift. Yawning is a vibrational shift. Mm. Taking a deep breath, um, even falling asleep is a vibrational shift. I won't do um, that now. Okay. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> um, laughing. Laughing is a vibrational shift. Good, good, good. <laughs> so, and I think it's very important that people get in touch with energy and learn how to sense energy. When you don't feel good, it's because there's energy around you. I'm sure people have walked into a room and suddenly it's like, ooh, this, this is uncomfortable here. I'm an, I don't think I want to stay here. That's the vibration in the room. That's why you're noticing that. There's probably negative, heavy di- vibrations in the room. Mm. Um, so, so what I'm wanting to teach people is truly to be masters of energy. So they can change those heavy vibrations into something light and joyful and positively productive, creative. Instead of the heavy vibrations are very often destructive. Hmm. So so that's another reason it's important that that you, your listeners, become vibrational healers, masters of energy. It's... It's not hard. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've got a way <laughs> that you can do it. <laughs> I, I was literally thinking of those very words. It's not hard. It's not. It's no. not hard. No. Well, again, I really do thank you for that explanation as well as uh, everything else you've shared on the program. Let me ask you those three final questions that I put to all of my guests here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And uh, you may have addressed them to some degree during the program, but I like to ask them pointedly. And the first of those three questions, who is Connie Hubner? I am the wholeness of all that is. I am the infinite self. And Connie Hubner is an expression of that infinite self. Mm. And uh, that's who I am. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? Love. (laughs) I would like to achieve a loving, kind world Mm. and loving, kind people but not without knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. The more love is not just a, an emotion. Love is the power that moves the planets in their orbits. It's the power that creates and maintains the whole universe. So when I say love, I don't mean just some simple romantic notion. I mean the dynamic action of the um, of the whole cosmos. And finally, say again. Uh, I could go on about love. I said the creative act. It's also the creative power of expansion. All right. What's your next question? Final question. What is your life's purpose? This life 
this time, this planet, this life. My purpose is to lift the planet, to lift the human, the human life, uh, the human condition. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically all I've been doing for, you know, 40 years. Um, and that, and that I do feel is my purpose is to, to lift the, the condition we have on this planet and to really bring it, bring it to, I'll even say an, an age of, an, of awakening, age of enlightenment. Hmm. I'm really, really would love to see that. And the, the other thing is, I believe it can be done. Many people say, oh, look, at, look around you, look what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly why we're here. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we have to change. So keep, keep going, keep flowing, keep moving, keep lifting, keep loving. Yeah. A new renaissance of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. That would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. Well, that's part of what we're here to do. We're here to change the world. And um, when I was a kid growing up, they used to talk about that and say, eh, don't, don't, don't think that you're going to change the world because that's too big. It's too big. No, it's not. It's not too big. And when I hear people talk like you just uh, uttered uh, from uh, other people who say, oh, it can't be done, can't be done. I used to talk about I was born and raised in Phoenix and they were starting to talk in the 70s about solar power. But they weren't going to do anything because it was so expensive. Oh, my God. And I'm going, you do realize that the longer you wait, the more expensive it will be when you eventually do start doing this. Whereas if you start now. Uh, here in the 70s, then by the 80s or 90s, it won't be that expensive. You'll have even better, more efficient solar power and so forth. And that is just dealing with solar power. So when it comes to the enlightenment of our species, of our populations, we start with self and we work our way outward. And uh, it's like that single drop of water in the still pool, and then the ripples go out. And that's what we're doing here. And I thank you for being part of uh, those ripples here on uh, this program today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. New paradigms for a new world. And again, we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And mine too. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lull.